0: 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. And so through the sacrifice of, of Christ, the cross, uh, there was a divine exchange that took place. Isn't that right? And uh, all our spiritual power, authority, and provision has been made available to us through the cross. Amen. Uh, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are are not saved, but it is the power of God to those who are saved. Amen. And so the first divine exchange we talked about last week was his wounding for our healing. And by the way, uh, I got uh, a text from Pastor Brad. Last Sunday, we preached on on healing and his wounding for our healing. And uh, 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 Neil Picard came up and He had been to the doctor, and they said he had an enlarged heart, a murmur, and uh, and some other problems. And um, he went to the doctor. You know, they did all those tests and found that out. And then he came up, got prayed for, and uh, he went back to follow up, you know, on the tests that they wanted to do. And they went, repeated some of those tests and found out all the things they saw at the beginning were not there anymore. So now there's one of two things, one of two ways we can look at this. The equipment is totally bogus and it's broke down. Or we can look at it as, it's probably working, but God gave him a miracle. Amen. Amen. And then Neil was telling me, His, uh, Cynthia, she's been going to therapy for her hand. She's got some, she's had some, uh, some wrist problems and she just laying his hand on him while he was getting prayed for. And, and she got healed too. She just barely had like 50 pounds of pressure in her hand and she's been going to therapy for it. But after prayer Sunday, she went back Monday for therapy and they said, you need to go home. You don't need therapy. Her hand is working a whole lot more better. Amen. Amen. Isn't that great? Amen. So the divine exchange, His wounding for our healing. The second divine exchange that we're going to look at today is His blessing for our curse. His blessing for our curse. In Galatians chapter 3, in verse 13, the scripture says, "...Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith." Okay, so Galatians 3 says Christ redeemed us. The second exchange that Jesus did for us on the cross is Jesus took our curse so that we might receive his blessing. How many be grateful for his blessing? Galatians tells us that Jesus became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Amen. What, what was the blessing of Abraham? Well, Genesis 12 uh, records the blessing promised to Abraham in verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So the blessing of Abraham was a blessing pronounced on him by the Lord himself. He said, Abraham, you're going to be a blessed man. Amen. Uh, in what ways was Abraham blessed in Genesis 24 one? It tells us that Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. I like that in every way. How many of you like to be blessed in every way? I got one taker over here. Mr. Tony likes to be blessed. Anybody else likes to be blessed in every way. How many of you like to be blessed when you're young, but also whenever you're old too, amen. Abraham was blessed in every way. Spiritually, he he was in a covenant relationship with God. Financially, he had accumulated great wealth. Physically, God gave him a long, healthy life. Relationally, his family became a great nation. Abraham lived a very long and prosperous life because of the Lord's pronounced blessing on him. Amen. But the blessing was limited only to Abraham's family. In Genesis 12, 1 and 3, the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Now I want you to notice how many personal pronouns in that verse. In verse 2, he says, and I will make you, a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. It was all about Abraham. Amen. And so that blessing was right there on him and his family. The Lord's pronounced blessing was limited to Abraham's family. But the rest of humanity was under the curse of the law. And that's what the scripture says in Galatians 3.10. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So scripture tells us that the rest of humanity was under a curse because of not completely obeying and fulfilling the law. How many of you know none of us follow it to the T? None of us. So we're all, uh, we're under, under the curse of the law. But the good news about the cross and the divine exchange is this. Jesus exchanged the curse of the law for the blessing of Abraham. That's good news right there. I don't know if you really get it yet, but the good news in in Galatians 3 and verse 13 is Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus... I'm telling you, it's in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, the blessing of who of Abraham might come to who the Gentiles. Who is that? Everybody, that's not a Jew. So that we would receive the promise of the spirit. How's it come? Through faith. Amen. Now the Bible says that we were redeemed from the curse. That means to be bought from slavery, to be released and freed from captivity. So Jesus died so we could be freed from the captivity and the and and, and freed from the curse of the law. Amen. So bless God, I don't have to live cursed, I can live blessed. Amen. Come on, can I tell you something? You don't have to live cursed. You can live blessed. Why? Because Jesus hung on the cross and he took the curse for you. Amen. So what are spiritual curses? Somebody said a spiritual curse is like a dark shadow from the past that shuts out the sunshine of God's blessings today. Amen. A spiritual curse is like a controlling, invisible, evil force at work in your life. It holds you like a spiritual rope or like handcuffs, and it keeps you from experiencing God's purpose, destiny and his blessings. How many of you know there are curses that are released over the over the, the world? Amen. A spiritual curse is not so much God's punishment as much as it is the absence of God's blessings and protection from your life. And you know, this is real, isn't it? This is real. You know, some people think it's a bunch of baloney, it's, a, it's bogus, but this is real, amen. Some common indications of curses as mental or emotional breakdowns, repeated or chronic sickness. Especially if it's hereditary, female problems, barrenness, miscarriages, menstrual issues, breakdown of marriage and family alienation, divorce, broken relationships between parents and children and financial insufficiencies, struggling uh, financially, never seeming to have enough. You know, it could be because a curse of poverty has been released, being accident pronged frequent injuries, mishaps. Uh, it could be an indication of a curse. You know, I remember growing up, there were certain people we say they're accident; they're always getting in accidents. You ever heard that statement? You ever heard that bondages and addictions such as drinking, drugs, alcohol, gambling, pornography. You know, sometimes, you know, they're generational bondages and and strongholds that go from family to family from generation to generation. How many of you know that bondages and addictions can be the result of a curse on your life? Amen. And then there's unnatural and untimely deaths like suicide and murder or, or dying at a young age. Unnaturally, an untimely death can be a sign of a spiritual curse. You know, I remember, um, remember Kennedy, the Kennedy family? I remember not long ago, one of the sons died in that plane crash or whatever, and, and you know, there's just been this, this, um, this, this, a line of family members that died prematurely or accidentally. And and on CNN, they were saying, man, there must be something going on in this family. And they were saying, there must be a curse on this family. And I don't believe that they were necessarily talking about biblical scripture or whatever, but they're saying something is not right. Come on, are y'all with me out there? That there is curses that are released on the globe. And there are powerful indicators that someone might be living under a curse. These right here that we just mentioned. But the good news is that Jesus came to break the curse. That's the good news. Jesus broke. He took upon himself the curse. Amen. So how do people come under curses? How do you get a curse flowing in your lineage, in your family? Well, Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2 says this, Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in its flying, so a curse without cause does not light. A curse without cause does not alight. And so basically Proverbs tells us a curse can come without a cause. There's a cause associated with it. And I believe that all of them are disobedience to the law of God. To the word of God. And I want to just give you. This is not an exhaustive list. But to give you an example. Some common causes of curses. Inner vows. And these uh, are oaths. Which um, these are are vows that we make ourselves. We make oaths or vows at a very early, early age sometimes. In judgment of other people. And we say stuff like I'll never beat my kids. Like my mom did. Or I'll never be drunk like my, I'll never be a drunk like my dad. I'm not gonna be be mistreated by another man, not in my life. You know, just stuff like that. And then we end up doing the very thing we said we wouldn't do. It's amazing how it works. And the problem with oaths and vows is that we can't keep them because oaths and vows are made in the strength of ourself. I'm not gonna. How many of you know we are all limited in what we can or what we can't do? And the Bible tells us in James 5.12, But above all, my brethren, don't swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, and your yes is to be yes and your no, no, so that you may not fall under judgment. And so many times our oaths and inner vows bring us under judgment. And and so that's one cause of curse. Where we say, I will not. Be careful what you say. Amen. Another cause of curses is idolatry. And uh, Deuteronomy twenty seven fifteen says, Cursed is the man who makes an idol or a molten image an abomination to the Lord. Now, we think of idol as, you know, a statue and you bow down to a statue. And the Bible says, don't make an idol or a molten image. It's an abomination to the Lord. You know, an idol, though, is anything that becomes more important to us than the Lord. It can be our work. It can be our money. It can be a hobby. It can be a relationship. It can be yourself, your own mind, your own ability. And you can put all your confidence and trust in yourself and make yourself some kind of God. And you can do it all. And that's idolatry. And anything we give more attention to or trust on more than relying on the, on the Father, then the Lord can become an idol. Amen? Idolatry can be the cause of a curse in someone's life. A third cause of curse is dishonoring parents. Deuteronomy 27, 16 says, Cursed is the man who dishonors his father or his mother. We, can, we dishonor our parents by ignoring their advice, criticizing their weakness, neglecting them, disrespecting them, mistreating them. And, and the Bible says in, in, in Ephesians 6, the New Testament version of this, you know, it says, "If you know, honor your father and mother that it might be well with you. So if you think about, well, what happens if you don't dishonor, it's not going to be well with you. Kind of sounds like not the blessing of God. Amen? And so Proverbs twenty twenty says, God puts out the light of the man who curses his father or his mother. God puts out his light. I don't know what that means, but it, it could mean he don't exist anymore. Right? He puts out his light. Or it might mean that whatever in his life that, that is light, that is, that is good, is out of his life. So that's another cause of curse. Illicit sexual sins, Deuteronomy 27 20 and 23 says, Curses he who lies with sister, father's wife, mother in law, animal, etc. etc. But you know, people that are involved in illicit sexual sins, such as incest, premarital sex, prostitution, unnatural sex with gender or animals, adultery, molestation, and the list goes on. That can release a curse off of your life. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. A fifth cause of curse is injustice to the feeble or the defenseless. This includes the disabled, elderly, handicapped, orphans, widows, foreigners, the weak, and the children. Jesus said, Don't mess up the children. It would be better if you... You tied a rock around your neck and went, jumped off a bridge, then messing up the children. Deuteronomy 27, 18 says, "Curses the man who leads the blind astray on the road. Verse 19 says, "Curses is the man who withholds justice from the alien, the fatherless or the widow. You know, the alien is somebody that's not from that country that comes across and they are mistreated. There's a curse that comes on the person who takes advantage and mistreats The feeble and the defenseless. God don't like that. Amen. Come on. Can I get a better amen? And you know, and he said, hey, be careful the way you treat people that come in our country from other countries. Because remember, one time you were a foreigner too. And I accepted you into the holy family. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? You know, another cause of cursing is stealing and lying. Say, so I'm just, you know, I'm just getting away this. Uh, no, don't do that. Stealing and lying. Zechariah 5, 3, and 4. And he said to me, this is the curse that is going out over the whole land. For according to what it says on one side, every thief will be banished according to what it, it says on the other side. And everyone who swears falsely will be banished. The Lord Almighty declares, I will send it out and it will enter the house of the thief and the house of him who swears falsely by my name. It will remain in his house and destroy it, both its timbers and its stones. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. It's not good for you. Amen. That's a paraphrased version. It's not going to be good in your house. Liars and stealers will be cursed with a curse. And then if you talk about that, you go to Malachi and you talk about robbing the Lord. We can go there, but I'm not. Number seven, depending on and trusting in human strength, placing your trust in the government, your employer, or other people to provide for your needs. Instead of turning to God, it can release a curse off of your life. How many of you know the Lord? People that trust in God, rely on God, are blessed. Countries, listen, countries that trust and rely on God are blessed. Amen. Jeremiah seventeen five says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for its strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. You know the main problem with depending and trusting on human strength? It causes your heart to turn from the Lord. It's kind of like, all right, I can either trust in Kermit or I can trust in the Lord. How many of you think I should trust on the Lord? That he might have a better resources than Kermit? <laughs> Kermit said, I'm broke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Are y'all with me? And so, and when your heart turns away from God, you cease being blessed by God. Amen. And then you read the old Testament. Listen, this is a powerful, powerful truth. You know, sometimes we turn to God when we want something. And then when we get what we want, we turn from God thinking, now that I got what I want, I'm just going to go live my life. Not realizing that as soon as you do that, you're setting yourself up to be released from the blessing of God. And you read the Old Testament and you look at the kings, whenever they depended on God, God blessed them in their leadership. When they turned to God, turned away from God, God's hand was uh, of protection was taken off and all of a sudden their life wasn't blessed. And the Bible specifically says that this king served God and this one didn't. This one was evil. And then they tell you about their life whenever they did or they didn't. It's a powerful lesson. How many of you know sometimes we don't have to learn all the lessons ourselves. We can just learn from others. Amen. Come on. How many of you know it's better to learn, watch other people make mistakes than have to do them all yourself? Come on, are y'all, with me out there. Amen. And so, how about self imposed curses? You can curse yourself by speaking negative and degrading words over yourself. That's what the Bible says, Proverbs 18 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You can curse yourself by speaking negative and degrading words. So, listen, we got enough enemies out there. We don't need to be our own enemy. How many of you know there'll be enough people trying to curse you out there? You don't need to join the choir. Come on, are y'all with me? You know, don't say I'm dumb. I'll never succeed. I'm such a failure. I'm a terrible person. And don't say that. We need to quit cursing ourselves and start speaking words of life and blessing over ourselves. Can I get a better amen? amen? Yes, Amen. Speak words of life over yourself. You know, they've done experiments and you don't even have to say anything. They put somebody in a room and make them hold up something and they get everybody in the room. I, I was been, I've been in a meeting like this and they make everybody in the room just think negative thoughts about the person. And, and the person don't know what's going on. Just thinking negative thoughts against the person and they lose strength and they drop whatever they're holding. It's I couldn't believe it. But you know, you weaken yourself when you speak Bad words over yourself. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? That's why I like to just pray over you. Amen? I like to pray because I believe the word says I could speak life over you. Amen? Speak life over your family, over your spouse, over your children. Speak life. Amen? Hey, curses come as through other people, especially people in authority. And sometimes curses have been pronounced over us by those in authority over us. And I've heard people, I've counseled people where they said, my daddy told me. And here they are, an adult, and they're still trying to get out from what their daddy told them. My teacher told me. Somebody told you. James 3, 8, 9 says... No one can tame the tongue, and it's a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Sometimes authority figures speak curses over us. You know, whether it's parents or teachers or spouses or doctors or coaches, words like you're nothing but a loser, you're never going to amount to anything, you're so dumb, you're going to live with this the rest of your life, stuff like that. Come on. Those words don't have to haunt you the rest of your life. We're going to break them in Jesus' name. We're going to break the power of them in Jesus' name. I could still remember like it was yesterday being in a room with a teacher and whenever I was in high school, and that teacher pronouncing curses off of me, saying you and speak, particularly pulling people out and say, boy, you are never, and just let it, just, I was like, oh, my Lord, not knowing what I know now, and I think back, oh, my Lord. One guy in particular that I'm thinking about, and he wasn't, you know, he didn't get the most disciplined kid award. But I remember that teacher just, they, they were like oil and water, man. They didn't mix. And she just constantly ripped him and ripped him. And that guy, from what I understand, last I Heard, you know, he's on all kind of antidepressants and all kind of stuff. And, and his life is just, he's unhappy in his life. You know, and I just wonder... Man, I'd like to just preach a sermon to him. Come on. Jesus took that curse, man. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? Another cause of cursing is anti-Semitism, which is hating or speaking against Jewish people. And you know, the Lord told Abraham in Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on the earth will be blessed through you. How many of you know the, the, the people of God are the apple of his eye? And he told Abraham, all, the, all your descendants, I'm going to bless those who bless you, but I'm going to curse those who curse you. You know, there was a book written that says, as, as it was done to Israel. And, you know, they go back and say, you know, every time America turned its back on Israel and did something against Israel, something happened on our homeland. And they, they trace all this back and, you know, I don't know, but I believe the verse of the Bible is true. That whoever blesses Israel, the Bible tells you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It tells you to pray for Israel. I think it would be better that we bless them and pray for them than we turn our back on them. Amen. As a country and as a people. Amen. So we need to be careful what we say and how we treat Jewish people. Generational curses. These are curses that are handed down from generation to generation. Curses that are a result of not our sins, but maybe our fathers, our grandfathers, our great-grandfather's sins. Let me ask you, do you think it's possible that you and I could be suffering with something that a great-grandfather did years ago? Well, Genesis, uh, Exodus 20, verse 5 says, You must not worship or serve any idol because I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And if you hate me, I will punish your children and even your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. But I will show kindness to thousands who love me and obey my commands. You know, the Bible says it's possible for sin, strongholds, sicknesses, bondages, addictions, and generational curses to be handed down from generation to generation and we may be dealing with spiritual curses ropes tied around our life keeping us from the light of God and don't realize there's things that've been spoken you know i'm under the conclusion that there's no way you can make it through this earth without some of this stuff affecting you i mean how do you i mean i know that i'm not perfect and olivia's going to have to break curses off her life for things that i've done and i'm trying Are y'all hearing me out there? I believe that we need to pray and believe God. Amen. Because we may be dealing with spiritual curses that we have no idea existed in our life. I'm pretty confident that there is things that my great-great-grandpa did that never told anybody about that have some lasting effect on the generations that have come after. And I just want to be free from that. What about you? I want to be delivered from that. What about you? So how do you get released from curses? Listen, now you may be thinking, well, I'm a Christian, man. I can't have any of that. I've already been, I've already accepted Jesus. I believe in the work of the cross. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm free. Well, I believe sometimes you have to spiritually and prayerfully do battle and break those things off your life. Amen. Matthew eleven twelve 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. Sometimes you have to forcefully fight for your freedom and for your liberty and your blessing. Amen. You have to appropriate what Jesus already did on Calvary. You know, Neil Picard, I mean, he got healed Sunday. Well, he's been a Christian for a while. Jesus already paid for his healing. How come he wasn't walking in it? I believe he had to appropriate it. Come on, are y'all with me out there? You got to appropriate it sometimes, amen? And so I believe that. How do you get released from curses? First, you got to recognize the possibility of a curse being on your life. Recognize the fact that your life may be affected by spiritual ropes or handcuffs somewhere trying to keep you, amen? You know, sometimes people struggle to go the right way and to act godly and live a godly life and don't realize that the reason is there's some kind of spiritual stronghold that needs to be broken off their life. Amen. And so maybe, uh, uh, maybe as I've been talking, maybe light revelation is coming. You say, man, I believe I can. I believe there's some things, things you might know about that's going on. John chapter eight, verse 32. Jesus said, you can know the truth and the truth will make you free. How many of you know the truth sets you free? Amen. And then we got to repent. If you've been guilty of anything that we just talked about, and this is not an exhaustive list, but that's the power of the word of God It's the diagnostic tool of God to show us where we've been off track so we can get on the right track. Amen. And so listen, you know, we have to repent, ask the Lord to forgive us. And you know, I, I think that we got to do this on a regular basis. Amen. Because the Bible tells us, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many of you know there is power in repentance? There's power. Listen, I'm telling you. You know, God has given me the privilege. Me and Pastor Nick have been going to Lafayette Parish Correctional Center. And and, and Chap uh, handpicked some people for us to have a class with. And these people... You know, just hearing some of their stories. When I'm just got a rap for 17 years for committing murder. When I'm just got rap for, for being a serial rapist. And they're in this class. And one of these guys in particular that's in there for murder. You know, sharing the light of the gospel with him. You know, I'm sure that poor family that has been affected by his sins. I can't imagine where what they've been through. But I tell you, there'd be a lot of people that would believe what's happening in that man's life. When he repented and asked the Lord to forgive him, we would never forgive him. But God the Father forgives him. And when he repented, God released light over him. And all the other inmates are saying, that man has changed. Look at his smile. Look at his life. There's power in repentance. Repentance. There's power in repenting before the living God and say, Lord, I agree with you. I've sinned and I ask you to forgive me. There is power that's released whenever you do that. Amen. And then we renounce. Make the following declaration. I renounce every curse of my life. I will not live under the curse. I'm going to live under the blessing of God. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus, through the cross, I can be free from every curse. you all believe that? Jesus took my curse so I could be free from the curse. And I don't know everything that's been handed down, but I'm believing everything is broken in the name of Jesus. Genesis, uh, Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse. Verse 14, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might be on the Gentiles. The Lord's saying, I know you're not part of the, or the blessed family, but I'll let you be a part. Amen. I tell you what, I'll take your old baggage and I'll put it on Jesus, my son, so that you can come under the family and be under the blessing of Abraham. In all your ways, you can be blessed because you come under the power of the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Amen. And so we need to resist through prayer, resist and break the spiritual hold of our life. The Lord healed you, but sometimes you got to appropriate it. Jesus, you bore stripes on your back that I might be healed in the name of Jesus. I declare sickness broken off my life. Amen. Lord, I know there's been a lot of junk handed down to me, but in the name of Jesus, I declare that Jesus broke that curse. The Bible says in James 4, 7, Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist them, amen. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations in every lofty thing. Raise up against the knowledge of God and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, amen. His blessing for our curse, it's a divine exchange. I believe we ought to just claim his blessing and free from the curse. Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's pray together. Praise you, Father God. Come on, let's make, let's appropriate. Let's appropriate the blessing of the Lord right now. Well, let's appropriate it. How many of you believe the word is true? How many of you believe the word of God is true? Amen. How many of you believe that? Amen. You know, I heard Dr. Cho, the Lord's church in the, in the world, say that he's got billionaires in his church now. Mil, hundreds of millionaires in his church. And, he said, and somebody said, well, Pastor Cho, I wish I had billionaires and millionaires in my church. And he said, oh, but you don't understand. When they started coming to church here, they weren't millionaires and billionaires. They learned the power of the cross. And the appropriated the power of the cross, prosperity, and it's not just measured in dollars and cents, comes under the blood of Jesus and the power of the Word of God. Amen. Come on, in. how many of you know that that promotion comes from the Lord? He has the power to bring wealth. He has the power to cause you to succeed. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now. I declare. The power of the cross, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And Lord, I'm believing today that, Lord, generational habits are being broken. Characteristics are being destroyed. Generational hereditary sicknesses are coming off. Lord, I believe right now that, God, you are releasing the power of the cross over the people of God today. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's repent, Lord. I repent of every disobedience, every everything I've done, every lie, every cheat, every deception. Lord, every every rebellious. Lord, I repent. I ask you to forgive forgive me. Come on, repent. Lord, we ask you to forgive us for every sin that we've committed, Lord. We understand that the wages of sin is death, God. We don't want to be under that. But in the name of Jesus, we repent and ask you to wash our sins away. Cleanse our sins today. In the name of Jesus, come on, repent right now. Lord, forgive me, God. I confess, Lord, before you, that I have not kept all the law. I have not kept. But Lord, I am not trusting in my obedience to the law. I am trusting in faith in the work of Calvary. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit Lord, brings liberty. The law brings a curse, but the Spirit brings liberty and freedom. Lord, I trust in the Spirit of God. I put my faith in Calvary today over myself and this body of believers today. And I declare that, Lord, we're being freed up. Come on, now, let's renounce. I renounce every curse of my life. I renounce it. Come on, declare it. I will will not live under the curse. I will live under the blessing of Abraham. Jesus, my elder brother, took my disobedience. He took my curse so I could live under the blessing through the blood of Jesus Christ and the work of the cross. I declare right now that I'm free from every curse. I'm delivered from every... The axe is laid to the root in my generation in my family lineage. declare right now in Jesus name that Christ redeem me and my family from the curse in the mighty name of Jesus I pray in the mighty come on declare say in the name of Jesus say that with me in the name of Jesus I break every curse off of my life I declare Through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am set free from the curse. Jesus took my curse so I could be blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Thank you, Lord. I've been grafted in. I've been grafted in to the lineage of Abraham and the blessing of God. Is on my life. Come on. How many of you believe that? The blessing of God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Praise you, Lord. Some of you people have spoke things over you. Come on, let's break those words right now. In the name of Jesus, those words that have been spoken over this congregation, those evil, cutting, harsh words, condemning words. Lord, I cancel the power of those words. I break the power of them right now. I declare they will have no more power over their life, over this congregation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That you are releasing them right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Come on, I'm believing that poverty is being broken right now. Come on, spiritual. Poverty's been. Come on, I break it. I break its power. I break, Lord, that cloud that's resting over some families. I break that cloud. I say sickness can't live in that home. I say, Lord, lack of finances can't live in that home. I say, in the name of Jesus, that there is a breakthrough coming right now over families and over homes. Right now, I I cancel. I cancel the curse that has been handed down. Come on, let's break. Let's break generational curses right now. Come on, you might be the first generation to stand against and to resist those conditions from coming down from family to family. Come on, let's rise up, saints of God. Let's rise up, oh army of God. Oh, we declare... My family is free from generational curses in the name of Jesus. They won't be like their grandpa. They won't act like their grandma. They no, we break its power. We break his hold in Jesus name. We declare Lord witchcraft broken. Lord, Lord we break witchcraft. Lord, we break. We break its power right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare liberty over this house. I declare freedom over this house. I declare ropes are being cut. Spiritual ropes are being cut today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Lord, the... Come on, saints, part of the blessing. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God. That's what the verse says. Come on, that we would receive, Lord, the promise of the Spirit through faith. Come on, everything is in the Spirit. Amen. Father, thank You that You're releasing the Spirit over the house right now. Thank You, Lord. The Spirit of God is flowing over this house. Thank You, God. You're releasing a strong unction from The Holy One. There is a fresh passion. There's a fresh fire. There's a fresh hunger of the people of God for the things of God today. I declare that in the mighty and precious and glorious and matchless power of the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for the victory of the cross. Come on, let's give him praise today. Let's give him glory today. Let's give Him honor today. Thank You, Lord. Praise You, God. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Ooh, glory, 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 glory. It's at the cross. Jesus took the curse for us. So I don't have to live under the curse, but I can live under the blessing of Abraham. Thank God. Thank God for the blessing of the cross. Amen. Amen. And amen. Listen, we'll be here to pray. Anybody that feels like you need particular special prayer, we're going to pray. Well, come on, let's come on, let's let's appropriate the blessing of the cross, Amen. Come on, let's not live under our privileges. Let's live in our privileges, Amen, Amen. God bless you. Be blessed. I know you are. You're blessed, right? You're speaking that. You're blessed, right? You're blessed, right? You're speaking that over yourself. You're blessed, right? Aren't you blessed? Yes, you are blessed. You are blessed. You're dismissed. God bless you.